So a question we can try to explore a little bit might go something along the lines of, does belief uh, in the truth of something impact its truth or not? And what are really the dynamics there concerning uh, belief and in, in, in truth and such? Uh, we might be tempted to give an easy answer uh, that is suited to our given temperament and, and, and life approach and attitude. No, it doesn't matter what you believe. The truth is the truth. Two plus two is four. I don't care what anybody thinks. Or we might uh, say the converse. You know, oh, no, everybody's right. Yeah, just believe it and it's true. There's no such thing as truth. Yeah, if you think two plus two is four or five, it doesn't matter. It's whatever the case may be. So we want to hopefully uh, uh, bring in a little bit of nuance and, and uh, sufficient complexity here to really clarify our thoughts. So we may want to define some of the things here, truth, belief. So uh, when it comes to truth, um, we, we probably can't uh, uh, bypass uh, our unique uh, human uh, uh, kind of tools or tool uh, concerning uh, 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 anything that might be truth, and that would be language. We see that we communicate in signs and symbols that are intended to convey meaning that is other than the signs and symbols themselves. For example, uh, I say, can, can I please have a water? Right. And obviously, I don't mean uh, the sound or ter. I mean uh, that which the sound stands for, which I can drink and which can uh, meet my hydration needs. I can say it in a different language, but as long as it means the same thing, I'm good to go. Because I want the thing and not the sound. Right? We should we should keep that in mind. So if we're going to ask what truth is, we have to, first of all, keep that in mind. Truth cannot just be... The language, there can be correct ways uh, to, to use, to assemble signs and symbols uh, that are that are correct according to the textbook, and that could be what we mean by truth. All right, as long as I have assembled a grammatically solid sentence, I don't care about anything else, I'm going to call it true, right? If we want to leave it at that, no problem, right? But we can push further, and we can consider what the signs and symbols stand for. So, um here uh, uh, we see that, uh, let's say in the history of thought, that there have been divisions between the quote-unquote uh, uh, empirical and the quote-unquote rational, meaning uh, uh, some would have it that there's a division between uh, experience that, that is had in connection with the senses, with the eyes and the nose and the ears, and the taste, and what else is there? Whatever touch that we mentioned, whatever uh, the, the five senses are, Experiences in connection with the five senses, and then something totally different is reason, rationality. They're unconnected, right? A equals B, B equals C, A equals C. Uh, but here, if we were to take a closer look, we see we encounter problems. We can form apparently uh, uh, rational, quote unquote, uh, uh, formulations, but then the question becomes how do we possibly relate it to the real world? Right? How do we relate it to the to the real world, to to the, the world of experiences? For example, we can form a formulation such as that. Excuse me. Um, maybe something like two equal weights balance each other out on a scale. Right? Two equal weights balance each other out on a scale. <laughs> now, how do we then apply uh, uh, this to the real world? Because we see, if we find the situation such that. Uh, uh, two, two weights do not balance each other out on a scale. We're not going to falsify this statement. We're not going to say, see, that I found a situation where two equal weights do not balance each other out on a scale. What are we going to say? 
the weights are not equal or the scale is broken, right? So how does the, the rational, quote-unquote, relate to the empirical here? So to bypass a lot of discussion, we might say that what we mean by the empirical is rather what we mean by the rational, meaning the relations uh, that uh, we would characterize as logical, except not strictly in a verbal sense, A equals B, B equals C, this, that, but re- truly logical relations, they inhere, meaning they subsist as it concerns the content of experience, meaning we find out uh, 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 about things such as that the two equal weights balance each other out on a scale, excuse me, and not only through pure sensations and not only through and whatever sensations would mean if we were to separate that or, or consider something like a pinch of sensation, whatever we would call that or mean by that word, excuse me, not only through sensations and not only through verbal different kind of formulations, it's a kind of a single sort of thing, right? So here we would, first of all, we would have define scale as that which balances out two equal weights. And we would define weight, for example, as some or another postulated function of an instance, a, a visual and or tangible extension to, to modify the position of something to simplify. I take a rock, it's visually extended, I see it. If it's not visually extended, if I'm blind, for example, it's visually extended if I see it. It's tangibly extended in that I can squeeze it. My hand doesn't close. I hold it, I feel that it's dragging, it's, it's compelling my arm to go down. I don't have to know anything about physics or, or I don't have to know the term gravity in order to feel this. It has a capacity to modify the position of, uh, of another object here of my arm. If I place it onto um, a, a sheet of paper str- uh, between uh, two th- that's overhanging a space, right? you take uh, four cups, you paste uh, uh, the, the paper, uh, the, the sides of the paper, the corners, whatever, on the four cups, place a rock in between, uh, it might tear the paper, depending on the strength of the paper and the dynamics, this, that. But as the capacity to modify the position of objects, so we can define weight like that, we define scale like that, we define balance, uh, 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 balancing out as, uh, as two things that are level, on par with each other, again, visually and or tangibly, right? So we have all of these definitions. We have all of these conceptions. They're not strictly what we would call in the conventional sense, in a scholastic sense, logical, as in this is as totally unconnected with our experience. This is just like from a textbook. And they're not strictly just raw sensations, again, that I just kind of, without any kind of knowledge, without any anything, I just kind of like see stuff and like these random flashes. It's just what it is. It's it's tough to, to reach outside of it to describe it. It's just reality. It's just how it works, right? So we form these, these, uh, these, the, we form these relations concerning the content uh, of experience, concerning the content of mind. We form definitions, all these things, and consequently, we can uh, 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 build up a world in, in each uh, individual, what we would call mind, which is also kind of a postulated reality because where is my mind? Can I see it? Can I touch it? Can I even feel it? But we suppose that... Uh, um, Functions on display, such as the capacity to speak and write, demand a commensurate cause. Right? <laughs> if I'm going to uh, uh, tie together a bunch of different concepts and I'm going to speak about them, there's some cause to that. And that cause we could call mind. And we see that 
the, the causes vary in strength in connection with what we call individual people, as it seems at least. But anyhow, um, so we, we build up these world relations, right? And, and, and consequently then, with the aid of language, uh, language is, I see, instrumental here, past a certain point of simplicity. We see uh, world relations are certainly built up for the rest of uh, the animals and insects and species as needed, right? The, uh, the animals understand what they need to understand. They're geniuses at what they need to be geniuses at. Look at the birds migrating. It's it's crazy. It's it's amazing. Look at the salmon swimming upstream. Look at the the the, the caterpillars becoming moths and butterflies. So they do all, all, all insects, animals. They do what they do. They do it great. And, and but for us to do what we do, we do need language. But it's not just language. It's language in cahoots with what we'd call experience, with what we'd call thought. The world is basically built up. Now, uh, uh, with that said, we would say that uh, for uh, terms to to, uh, to to designate something real, we have to be able to form a clear conception in connection with the given terms. For example, uh, if uh, we say two equal weights balance each other out on a scale. To somebody that doesn't speak a lick of English, they're not going to know what we mean by that. But let's say we, we say it to somebody that does speak English fluently and very well. Uh, how does the person then begin to consider whether or not what we said is true? Right? How? Just check a textbook. Just So how we have to think. We just have to think comprehensively. Right? What is meant by these terms? Okay. Scale. It's that which uh, is modified by objects placed on it. If I have an object... It seems to be like what somebody would call scale, but I put something on it, nothing changes unless it's very light, like a very light feather or something. This and it's not a sensitive enough scale. I see electronic scales can be su supremely sensitive nowadays. Well, let's say a conventional one, uh, right? The, nothing changes. Okay, then it's not a scale. It's not what I mean by that term. I'm not going to falsify that definition by finding something that doesn't conform to it, but it's not an example of that definition. For example, if I find something that I define as grass, it doesn't mean the definition of a scale, it's falsified, but it means that I haven't found an example and experience of a scale, found an example of something else, what we mean by the term grass. So we think, okay, a scale, something modified by the objects placed on it, equal, uh, uh, balanced out equally here, again, visually level, as we mentioned, uh, uh, tangibly level, maybe if we can determine that just by feeling, right, if we don't have sight. Right, now, two objects, objects also, they have visual extension. If I can see tangible extension, I have to place them on a scale. Now, if they have an equal capacity to modify the position of objects, what we would call weight, right? Then they, and, and the scale is, is solid. It's a real scale. It works as a scale is defined according to the definition of a scale. There's no other uh, uh, influences such as invisible strings or rust that changes when well, not necessarily rust although maybe but uh, some kind of problem with the scale everything is clear you put two equal what we call weights on it they're gonna balance out if they don't that's not a scale or the weights are not equal again this complicated assortment of definitions and experiences whatever however we would describe it and call it right so now i've conceived something clear Clearly, right? Whether we want to call it, it's not just a mental picture. It's not just a visualization, right? Like I just visualize a bunch of colors. It's what we could call thought, right? Again, it need not be definable in terms other than itself. We just need to do it, 
We need to experience it, and that's just what it is. All right, so we've clearly conceived something in connection with a statement like two equal weights balance each other out on a scale. And now that we've done that, we say, okay, these words, used as they are, uh, that they, they're capable of bringing to my mind a clear conception, right? And consequently, I affirm that this uh, statement. I say this is a valid statement, right? Now, let's say uh, we, we switch it around and we say two equal weights do not balance each other out on a scale. We repeat the same process, scale that which is modified by Weight, weight, that which modifies the positions of icy. We're choosing here particular definitions. There's different ways to define weight, for example. But we're choosing particular functional definitions. Weight, that which modifies the positions of uh, 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 something else, of objects or, or of a scale. Excuse me. Uh, equal weight or balance out. We already said it le- leveled out visually, tangibly. Uh, equal weight means equal capacities to uh, modify the position of, of what we define as a scale. So if we put two equal weights on what we define as a scale, no, they have to equal out. So the scale has to be balanced out. So if it's not balanced out, again, I cannot then claim that it's a scale that works and that the weights are equal. So consequently, the statement uh, that two equal weights balance do not balance each other out on a scale, again, with a stipulation, no invisible strings, the scale is legit, all that is a false statement. Meaning, it brings to mind a conception that here is variant to, uh, it's not only variant to what we would perceive, right? Because again, we could perceive uh, uh, something such as placing a huge boulder on one side of a scale and a feather on the other side of a scale, and uh, uh, we would see that them balanced out because of some or another reason. Again, an invisible string, whatever the case may be. It's not just the pure perceptions, the whole process of comprehension and thought. The way that I would experience a scale with two equal weights is a way such that would be described by the term they balance each other out. A statement that they do not balance each other out contradicts that uh, the, uh, uh, that which um, uh, w- would therein be experienced. Now, what is it that contradicts? Because we see that in order for words to have any sense at all, they have to bring to mind some kind of conception. If I, if we ask, is the statement scale uh, balance equal uh, yada yada, right? Just we randomly combine words, true or false. Then the, the thing to say is you, you've said nonsense. I don't know what to think of in connection with your terms. So what is it then that we're thinking of here that so we would say that uh, uh, terms have individual sense that are legitimate terms, and it's possible to to, to to mash them and recombine them in such a way that we can't think of anything at all. That's true. Again, uh, is it true or false that sky, uh, down, office, yesterday, uh, square, right? Or, <laughs> right, uh, right, is it true or false? I don't know. You just said a bunch of words. But also it's possible to say something that uh, might have sense on first glance, but on second glance doesn't really have sense. Did you see the round square yesterday. If we don't really focus on, right, we're distracted. I'm texting somebody asked me this. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I saw it. But if we really think, wait a second, w- uh, did you see or will you see? That's even better, right? Will you see your first of the future? So already it's a probably saying, will you see something yesterday? What does that mean, right? A round square. What's a round square? What? Do, how do I conceive round square? But it seems to make sense because the individual words makes sense. Round makes sense and square makes sense and yesterday and will you and all these things. So we have to think. We look closer or we think closer. Wait a second. This whole thing doesn't make sense. Conversely, with the scale example, 
we can conceive what it means uh, to not balance out and we can conceive what it means to, to have equal weights. So consequently, we can kind of get the gist of what, <coughs> excuse me, somebody, it's not even what might, somebody might mean because there's no clear conception here. But uh, that is an interesting question. Uh, what is it that we would be negating here? But um, kind of somehow we get the sense of, of something that, that would be meant by two equal weights do not balance each other on a scale. Maybe we... Uh, we can imagine weights that we've determined to be equal by other methods and we place them on a scale that uh, is determined to be sound. Excuse me. Otherwise, and we see they don't balance each other out. But we can maybe imagine the picture of this, right? But if we were to, to, to go through every component here, we cannot imagine it. But according to the definitions, again, it wouldn't then be a scale or those weights wouldn't be equal. So it's not necessarily so clear what we're negating, but we're able to negate it. We're able to say this is not a sound um, statement, right? So these are, I see this is just the slightest little um, sliver of, of what could be said concerning uh, the relationship between language and truth and conceptions and world relations, and all these things. But just to get uh, uh, our thoughts going here, uh, the, the terms have to refer to something that, that we can clearly uh, conceive, Right, uh, in order for us to to, to judge that uh, the, we the a sound combination of terms has been offered further, uh, we didn't even uh, get to the fact that uh, things can be uh, a statement can be sound in in isolation, and yet when placed temporally and or spatially, it can be falsified like that. So, for example, something such as um, uh, a, a man wearing a yellow coat. True or false? I don't know. I can imagine what it means to, for a man to wear a yellow coat. I can imagine the picture of a fellow wearing a yellow coat. But if now we say a man will be wearing a yellow coat tomorrow at noon, right? Also where, right? Okay, on the corner, on the corner of 5th and 8th. Okay, so now we look at the corner of 5th and 8th. We look at our watch. It says noon. We Everything that we see then is contrary to this conception that is brought to our mind by uh, the... Um, statement uh, or the sentence a man in a yellow coat so consequently we say false statement it's not true right because th there is no uh, man in a yellow coat i see by is no we have to mean two positive things i'm conceiving of the man in a yellow coat everything i'm saying is is variant to the man in the yellow coat consequently there is no man uh, in a, a yellow coat on the corner whatever we said fifth and eighth at noon consequently the statement that there is a man in a yellow coat on uh, the corner of 5th and 8th at noon is a false statement. So there's also that. But basically, if we can conceive every uh, aspect carefully and thoroughly uh, of in connection with terms, also, right, what do we conceive? Why don't I conceive uh, what I want in connection with any sentence? You tell me this, I think of something else. I can, but words uh, have, have definitions according to usage, right? And their usage isn't determined or need not be determined, perhaps it's possible, presumably, but it need not be determined by the dictionary. We see there's illiterate societies and they communicate just fine. So it's determined by usage. It's how do you use a term? What do we mean to mean by a given term? You go into an illiterate society, begin doing uh, uh, your studies and observations, 
and you say uh, uh, each time a person says, ah, right, somebody brings them firewood. So we suppose that that term very well might mean firewood or bring me firewood or I want the firewood or I need the firewood, something to do with firewood, right? <laughs> so uh, there doesn't need to be a dictionary that defines that. Ah, whatever we said, as firewood, we can find out from the usage, a dictionary, then a compiler of a dictionary is familiar with the language, understands how words are used and what is meant by them, and then strives to define them in terms of other words. But obviously, ultimately, they have to be related to that real content, right? Uh, firewood is that which is used to, is wood that's used to burn uh, uh, to, to make a fire. What's a fire? What's wood? Right. Eventually, something real has to be referred to. That's not only language. Excuse me. So, these some some of the dynamics here. What do we say at the beginning? What's the relationship between truth and and, and belief? Ah, so what is belief? So, um, based on on uh, in connection, what we said concerning truth, we might say that belief is when we uh, have not totally clarified or the term belief used in a particular context with particular connotations might refer to a state such that uh, we have not totally clarified what is meant by a, a given statement by a given sentence uh, or, or series of sentences and yet we have not also uh, uh, seen uh, enough we have not uh, uh, clarified and conceptualized enough to where we can right away uh, falsify the statements. We've seen the corner of 5th and 8th at noon. We can falsify the statement that there's a man in the yellow coat there because there's not. We ha- uh, we conceived what is meant by two equal weights to not balance each other out on a scale. right? Uh, and, and consequently, uh, we can uh, see that that's a false statement, that two equal weights do not, right? Do not balance each other out on a scale. They do. So we see that's a false statement here. We see there's statements that can be offered. We don't know. We haven't clarified enough uh, uh, to see, is this true or, or is this false? Do we grant assent to these statements or not? And consequently here, there might be a degree of arbitrariness, if that's the right word, uh, uh, meaning a degree of contingency uh, concerning our own uh, will and concerning our own personal preferences uh, and desires. And consequently, we might say that um, we believe, I believe that this is true, but I don't know that it's true. Meaning, no, to know I've conceptualized every part of what is meant by a given statement and it's crystal clear. It just is what it is. It's like pointing. Then, then the truth and falsehood is out of the question. I point at something. I can, I, with my finger. It's what it is. All right? I point at the sky. Whatever you see, see, I can point with language. Here, I'm not strictly pointing. I don't know exactly where, what, how. But uh, I want to believe that something can, can be clarified in connection with these statements. My will is involved. Consequently, I believe that this is true. Right? And maybe I don't want to believe, but maybe the the present uh, state of my uh, understanding of my clarity of thought compels me still to say that I believe that it's true. I believe that it's false, meaning uh, I, I haven't clarified enough to know definitively that the statement is, is erroneous, but I can, uh, I've seen enough to where I suppose that it may be, <coughs> excuse me, erroneous, right? So we would say here, excuse me, that, um, uh, uh, what are some of the dynamics here? So let's say that somebody says uh, something such as that. I believe that um, I, I, I believe that there are unicorns in the world, right? So a statement like this that there are unicorns. The term unicorn would have to refer 
there's some kind of real substance. If I say I believe there are blah, blah, blah in the world, I haven't said anything because I don't know presumably what that means. If I do, if I've defined it, I can define that to mean what we usually mean by the word apple. No problem. If I haven't defined it and that's all that uh, I've said, then I, it's not true, false, believe, not believe. I haven't said anything. But if I say something uh, that I understand, such as I believe there's unicorns in the world, well, then I have referred to something. The word unicorn needs to refer to something. For example, a picture in my head of a horsey with a, with a horn, right? But that n- naturally grows and is not just attached. Now, the statement, I believe there's unicorns in the world, would, would have to be further clarified to test it out. For example, I can say, given conditions uh, uh, such that I am not under uh, uh, the influence uh, of drugs, of mind-altering substances. I am not suffering from various uh, psychotic uh, 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 and delusionary type of situations. I am able to uh, uh, to, to search the world and experience, uh, have the experience of seeing and presumably then touching and carefully investigating and sufficiently clarifying that, for example, the horn is not attached. It's not a trick. I've taken all the necessary steps to determine that there is something, an animal commensurate to this picture that I have in my head of a horse with a horn. Right now, why do I say that I believe there's unicorns? Because, presumably, I haven't uh, yet taken uh, the, the steps needed so as to totally clarify that this is a, as a sound, accurate statement. For example, if I say I believe there are horses in the world. How do I verify this statement where the word horse needs to refer to something? Again, we might say not just an image because just a senseless image is other than a horse. There's a whole class of animals and, and, and uh, uh, kind of uh, many classifications and, and, and things like that. But basically there's something that uh, an experience possible that, that we can have that would be called that of experiencing a horse. And, and and would be meant by the term horse in English. So if I say I believe there's a horse, I believe there's what what is meant by that term. And if I can find that which is conventionally meant by that term, and I can touch it, I can make sure it's not plastic, it's not, you know, a toy, whatever. I see it's a real horse. Okay, it's a true statement. So here, I haven't yet taken those steps, right? But I here my will is involved. I'm a little kid, let's say. Right? I seen the, I've seen the unicorns in the cartoons, in the movies. I have a toy unicorn. I want to believe there's a unicorn. So uh, technically, if I really wanted to be accurate, I would say, I want to believe there's a unicorn. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say I believe there's a unicorn. I can just say I would like there to be unicorns in the world. That, that's really all that um, I, I could then say. But I could be a little bit sloppy and say, I believe there's unicorns, meaning uh, I, I postulate that I propose that if I were to search the world I would find something commensurate to this picture of a unicorn in my head right not just a picture as we mentioned but a picture understood in in, in particular terms or in terms of particular categories and classifications we show a picture of what uh, a little kid could call a unicorn to uh, a, a person that has never seen a horse Nothing like that. It's like, what is this? I have no idea what this is. So it's a, not just just the picture. It's a picture, again, understood in terms. This is a horse or this is like a horse and this is a horn that's growing out of it. The concept of something naturally being a, a part of the body is like an arm as opposed to not naturally like a prosthetic arm. There's that, right? But we would be uh, postulating that there's something like that. And we would say that upon sufficient uh, empirical inquiry, right, I've asked every animal expert, uh, is there a unicorn? Uh, uh, ma'am, sir, is there a unicorn? No. All right, I've searched the world. No. I can still say because it, it, it's 
unlike a precise temporal spatial appropriation of a statement, such as with the example of the man in the yellow coat on, on the avenues, the two intersecting avenues at a given time, there, there's no real, right, there's a little corner that this person can be. Where else are they going to be? I can say maybe they're hiding underneath the manhole in the city. Maybe they're beneath, the, there's a subway system. They're in the sky, whatever. I roll these things out further. I say not beneath the street, not above, like right on that corner. That's it. It's not there. There's, I can say invisibility. Cloak. Okay, not invisible. That's it. I've narrowed it down to something that can certainly be falsified. Statement is falsified if there's no man in the yellow coat at that hour or in that minute and in that place. Because the world is such a big place, I cannot, as a matter of principle, uh, uh, or as a matter of fact, not as a matter of principle, as a matter of principle, I could. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, practically speaking, I cannot investigate every corner of the world. Therefore, I cannot definitively rule out that there, there is a unicorn. Right? And, and it might even be that there, there's fossils found of, of, of horses with horns. So it's not anything too crazy, even to postulate. But certainly, I can't definitively rule it out. But I can say that uh, I can take the, the standards that I use to evaluate veracity of, uh, of claims otherwise where my self-interest is not involved. For example, do I believe that there's flying elephants? I can't definitively roll it out without uh, uh, searching every corner of the earth, perhaps of, of the, the cosmos. And yet, if I have no self-will involved here, if I don't care if there are or are not flying elephants based on uh, consideration uh, of the knowledge available to uh, to to, to, uh, to the scientists, the scholars, the biologists, uh, and, and such. I'll say no, absolutely not. There's no such thing as flying elephants, as far as we have any reason to think. If I were to apply that same standard to the question of whether or not there's unicorns, I'd say no. There's absolutely no unicorns, as far as we have reason to think. Can I rule it out? No. Right? Maybe there are horses with horns. Again, it's really not. It's really not that big of a deal. Why is it such a, right, a unicorn? It's not a big deal to have a horse with a horn. Maybe there's a mutation, and there is somewhere a horse with a horn. But as a as a matter of a species, we we are not familiar with the the species of unicorns, and we say there is no such thing as a unicorn. Right? Meaning the statement that refers to. Uh, 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 an image understood in terms of certain classifications that would be called unicorn conjoined with the claim of it being possible to have an experience in connection with the senses uh, in an unadulterated state, a.k.a. not drugged up or having a psychotic episode, uh, a, a statement claiming that the, the, would, would be a, a false statement, an erroneous statement. So there's some of the dynamics there concerning the usage of the term belief in a certain context with certain uh, intent. So we asked, uh, does uh, does it matter at all what it is that I believe uh, or is what's true is true? And that's it. So we would say that, excuse me, the answer that immediately uh, pops in the mind is that there's certain things that are obviously contingent on belief. There's a class of, uh, 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 of realities that are contingent on belief. For example, if I believe that I will be able to, uh, to to do something. That very belief might help me do it better. If I don't believe, that very belief might not help me, uh, might, might hurt me, right? So there's a class of these things. Other things, uh, it, they're not contingent on my uh, um, assessment of probability concerning the veracity of a statement that I make. For example, uh, if I say that the, the statement um, two equal weights do not balance each other out on a scale. I believe it's true. 
that that's that's a misuse of the word belief because I can really clarify what is meant by the terms here according to conventional usage, and I can see that what is meant is variant to what would be experienced, and consequently, what is it that I'm believing? What what is what, what am I even saying? Right? I believe that uh, it is possible for me to fly if I flap my wings. I, I again here perhaps, or if I flap my arms, excuse me. Uh, as a person here, perhaps we can't uh, uh, rule it out uh, in the same way we can't rule out that there's a unicorn, right? But or actually, in fact, if we have sufficiently clarified uh, the rules governing aerodynamics and governing uh, um, the possibility of escaping Earth, then we may be able to rule it out definitively. And it would also be uh, uh, it would also be just absurd to say. I believe that this is a possibility. Other things, right, I believe that it's possible to get into a piece of metal and to, uh, in a few hours, land uh, thousands of miles away, more than a few, maybe 10 hours, whatever, land uh, in a, on a different continent. I got into the piece of metal on the North American continent, and then I landed on the European continent. Before a certain time in history, this would be as, as absurd as anything else. After a certain point, what is it? The Wright brothers in further progress? It's not absurd. It's the reality on the ground. People that grew up with it might not even question it. Well, of course, obviously, this can be done. So here we see also, uh, because we uh, be, be prior to a certain point, all of the dynamics were not clarified. It wasn't clear that this flight is impossible. It wasn't clear that it was uh, uh, against all known rules, excuse me, governing the physical world. We most certainly cannot just say, this is impossible. This is an uh, erroneous to say, uh, I believe it in here. Belief would absolutely impact the probability of such a thing ever coming about because certain people believed it. Again, the, believe the best known ones are the Wright brothers, perhaps amongst others. After the research it, because certain people believed it, it became a, a, a reality. When If something is possible, if it's conceivable, clearly, not just ambiguous, I can really clearly conceive what I'm talking about. And then... I can study uh, the, the, the empirical world, the world of experience, and I can see that what I conceive does not, uh, on principle, violate the, the rules uh, of experience. Then, as known now, then I, I can say, I believe that this will one day happen, or I believe that it's possible. And if I work hard enough, then maybe it'll get done. Right, right now, we don't have, um, let's say, uh, humans are not traveling to the different planets. Yet there's obviously entrepreneurs that have found, have conceived clearly what that would be like. People getting tickets and, and paying me a lot of money, hopefully, getting on board, and then the spaceship going into space and landing there. Right? I've conceived that it doesn't violate empirical laws. It's not just something I can dream up at night, but that's not in connection with the, the way that uh, our physical reality works. I can dream up at night, whatever, that's that's conceivable still. It still has to be conceivable, but it can be in violation of, of the rules, right? I can jump up and I can just go ver uh, horizontally, you know, and then vertically, like crazy movements, who knows, right? It, it, that would be in violation of what we find in the real world. So it's not in violation. And consequently, a person is, excuse me, well within the right of saying, I believe this will, this is possible. And one day people will be flying to these different planets. Right. Uh, on the other hand, there's many statements that we can make out of our self-will, 
out of our desires to be opinionated and to say something uh, uh, outrageous or something like this that we cannot clearly conceive uh, what they mean. But it may seem that way. And here we also say, I believe, for example, people might say, I believe that one day, you know, being a, staying on the future theme, I believe that one day robots will be conscious, quote unquote. So here, uh, I, chances are I haven't clearly defined what I mean by consciousness and I haven't clearly defined what I mean by the term robot and, and, and all of this. And consequently, I'm not really saying anything at all. I'm saying I believe, blah, blah, blah. It's just words that, that have some kind of ambiguous emotional connotations, right? Consciousness, like something like I'm awake or I'm like knocked out. Robots, like the movie, that movie, that, this movie, the electronics, this, that. And I'm just combining these terms and this sounds like something I want to say. So that's a little bit different than insofar as it is uh, 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 a bogus statement, which we certainly would, would, would uh, insist that at present that it is, as it so happens, just not the point, but it just as it so happens, that would be different than a, a claim such as that I believe that one day we will be able to fly to, 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 to a different planet and bring people there if, again, if that doesn't violate any known rules. Further, obviously, uh, our grasp of the rules governing experience is, uh, 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 is uh, not always... Rock solid. Sometimes it's 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 uh, pretty tenuous. Sometimes it's we're we're ignorant entirely, right? Uh, concerning uh, the, some of those rules, and consequently, also we may not have a totally clear picture uh, uh, of what is possible, right? We see that uh, uh, speculative physicists, aka theoretical physicists, uh, are glad to offer many many different hypotheses concerning possibilities uh, of the future: wormhole, black hole. Space travel, this, that. But here, again, if we want to not just throw out terms, we have to clarify exactly what does it mean to have a physical theory? What, is, what does it mean to have a physical law? What does it mean to interact with our experience? What is the relation of the mathematical world image that physics uh, uh, functions uh, uh, within and in our actual uh, on the ground experiences, we'd have to clarify all of that, which, which can take a lifetime, right? Before we would want to say, you know, I, I believe or I don't believe. So consequently, the best bet sometimes might be not to say I believe or I don't believe this and that, but to say, based on my present knowledge, I, I, it doesn't seem to me that we can unequivocally rule out this option. Or based on my present knowledge, it seems to me that this is a viable option. Uh, in the future, right? So that's a, that's another aspect here uh, of belief, right? But obviously, we can go on and on. Knowledge, belief, truth, falsehood, all these topics, they're very interesting and, uh, and and worth thinking about. But probably, if we want to take home point, the point is, with all the complexity, it's still possible to be honest. It's still possible to be sincere. It's still possible to really try to know what it is that we're saying to the best of our limited abilities, to use words as precisely and clearly and concisely as we can and consequently maximize uh, our uniquely human uh, potentialities for uh, rational thought, all right, which is probably to our ultimate self-interest. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.